The Radio Memories Network is brought to you in part by Liberated Syndication. Podcast publishing made easy. Libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. The Radio Memories Network welcomes you to the world of modern radio theater, an old medium revived for a new era through the Radio Memories Network. It's now time for Radio Drama, where we perform on the stage of your mind. The curtains are your eyelashes, your hat our fly space. Different parts of your brain are the costume, set designer, and makeup artist. And your eyes are in your ear. Audio plays have been broadcast since radio began. Minus, 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 minus. Join us as we continue the tradition on the Texas Radio Theater. It means murder, Watson. Onward to adventure! Away! Because it's not only the theater, but it's the theater of the mind. The mind! And that's what I'm writing Jump, for. Jump, Rod. Ready, Ready for impact in three, two, one. <clears throat> Tying on the rope now. It's the realm of your imagination where anything can happen and usually does. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your announcer, Drew Wallace, and we are the Texas Radio Theater Company. Today, the TRTC, in cooperation with the Arlington Museum of Art, proudly present Cliff Proton and the Creature from Quadrant 5, written and directed by Richard Froelich and produced by the Texas Radio Theater Company. The show includes the voice talents of Brandy Andrade, Raymond Banda, Bill Flynn, Carol Ann Gordon, A.J. Glendinick, Gary Layton, Ken Rainey, and Drew Wallace with live sound effects by Libby Milliron and Janet White. Recorded sounds and engineering by Richard Froelich and Larry Groby. This portion of our show is made possible by America's favorite writing utensil for over 100 years. In these modern times, the bygone days of crafting a personal handwritten letter have given way to instant gratification via email. Hello, Gilbert. Welcome to your computer. <laughs> New screensaver. You've got mail. Oh, goody. Uh, let me click on it. How about a camera? No. You've won a trip to Tahiti. Uh, no, thank you. Come see our sexy, 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 sexy. Not right now. Uh, I want to write a note. This is a forward. This is a forward. This is a forward. This is a forward. This is a... This. Send this to all of your friends or something bad will happen to you. That's silly. All that mail and not one real letter. Wanna buy a camera? No. Are you sure? Yes. Hey, what happened to my computer? Something bad. Oh, no. Now what am I going to do? Poor Gilbert. His computer has crashed. And what's worse... He's totally forgotten who and what he wanted to write. If only I used a <laughs> pencil. That's right. 
Had he only used the versatile, convenient, and amazing pencil, none of this would have happened. A product made of pure and natural ingredients, wholesome wood, and simple graphite. It's non-toxic, guaranteed to be free of lead, plastic, and dangerous radioactivity. Hold one in your hand. Feel the organic balance. Get some paper. Sign your name. Remember, some of history's greatest songs, literary works, and sketches all started at the point of a pencil. And what's more, there are no moving parts, no electricity needed, and... Every pencil comes equipped with a free, convenient, self-correcting feature. Gee whiz, it's an eraser! Yes! Now, nothing's perfect, and with continued use, the tip of your pencil may become worn or broken. Ah, my pencil broke. But that shouldn't worry you, because a broken pencil tip can be fixed in a jiffy with our handy pencil reboot station. Just give it a few cranks. And it's as good as new. Now you're ready to compose that sonnet, love letter, or a simple reminder to get milk on the way home. It's all that easy. The Pencil is a proud sponsor of the Texas Radio Theater. Pick one up and rediscover the adventure of writing today. And now, the Texas Radio Theater Company is happy to return to the thrilling adventures of... Cliff Proton Space Ranger! We now return to part two of The Creature from Quadrant Five. When we last left Cliff, he had just met a young and beautiful cargo ship pilot named Sarah when a horrific, huge, gigantic space octopus began to attack the secret colony. In the mayhem, the doctor's new robot, Mark XXI, was completely destroyed. Their only routes of escape were slowly being blocked by the creature's enormous tentacles. We now rejoin the action right where we left off. Ooh, that looks painful. Ah! Monster's here! It crushed Mark! Run for it! My goodness! It just crushed that storage building like it was an egg! Oh dear! Mark XXI was over by that building! What a loss! What a sad, sad loss! (laughs) What do you mean? Mark XXI? Mark, XXI! Hey, Doc. Mark's been deactivated. We'll all be deactivated unless we can get to the caverns. Quick, everyone, to the caverns! No chance. One of its tentacles just blocked our way. Let's try to get to my ship. But the creature is right next to our ship. Ah! We'll never make it! Doc! Especially since it crushed it like a chewing gum wrapper. So much for your star cruiser. What do we do now? All right. Quick. Everybody into Sarah's cargo ship. Sarah, power it up and turn on your force shield. Let's get out of here. One step ahead of you, Space Ranger. Nice atmosphere. 
You'd never know that pandemonium and panic were completely breaking loose outside. Well, it helps me keep calm in stressful situations. Works for me. Guys, in case you forgot, there's a creepy crawling alien creature with 50-foot tentacles that's just about ready to rip this classic cargo ship to pieces. Oh, well, you'd never know it. Nope, it's pretty incredible. Say, Doc. Do you think you could install one of these sound systems in my Star Cruiser? You mean your next Star Cruiser? Oh, yeah. I forgot the monster rendered my multi-billion dollar state-of-the-art Star Cruiser into a massive, twisted, smoking wreckage. All right, here we go. Robot countdown, please. Three, two, one, go! Wait, that's too quick! Give me ten. What? We've got to get off this planet! Come on! Easy, robot. Listen to the music. Let it calm you. All right, lady. You want ten? Here's ten. Stand by for countdown. Go ahead, Mark. I'm Robot. Jeez. Here he goes. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Do I go on one or, or zero? I always forget. Just hit the button. But you didn't say go or, or zero or anything. Even if it's not said, it's usually implied. Well, at least say Go! 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 arguing with Robot to turn on the fasten seatbelt sign. Do you have any peanuts? My audio sensors won't pop. What's our status? The robot's closest to the console. Fine, I'll check. Uh, we're currently rocketing through the planet's upper atmosphere. Traveling at a fantastic speed. Not being pursued by a huge hairy skates monster! It can fly? I imagine it might even be able to follow us into space. Oh, that's not good. Sarah! You still haven't gotten a force shield up. Tell the doc where the controls are. It wouldn't matter. The shield isn't working right now. No shield? I've been meaning to have it repaired. What a piece of junk. Hey, this piece of junk is saving your life right now. Well, at least until the creature catches up with us. Fine. Doc, hand me the quantum suit. I'll take care of that menace one on one. Um... I'm sorry, Cliff, but you can't do that either. Why not? I think I dropped the power pack when the monster surprised us. Oh, does anybody have any good news? Well, the creature's not destroying the colony right now. What's your quantum suit powered by? A rare element called telespium. I don't suppose you have any. No. But maybe we can outrun it. Prepare to engage the hyperdrive. Course plotted... All right, Doctor, it's the green lever on the left. On the left. On the left. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Go. <laughs> Your other left. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'm ready now. I'll count down. Three, two, one, go. Nice acceleration. Robot, let's hear that status now. Right, Cliff. It seems that the creature's falling behind. Yep, there it goes. It's going back to the planet's surface. Oh, I guess we're safe for now. Yeah, but it'll be looking out for us when we get back. I didn't program you to be paranoid, Mark. How hard did you hit your head, Doc? I'm Robot. Mark got squished by the creature. Oh, yeah. All right. We need to find a way to destroy that creature. Or my name's not... Cliff Proton Space Ranger!
What about Space Command reinforcements? What about the fleet? There's no time for that. We need to get your shields repaired, and we have to get the quantum suit working. The only way to do that is to find some telespium. Sarah, have you ever heard of a planet called uh, Sylvanus 5? Sylvanus 5. Um, is it a primitive world with beautiful jungles and forests? Yeah. That's the nearest place that we can acquire telespium. We should get there as quickly as possible. I'll set the course. Thanks, robot. Sarah, you said it was primitive. Very primitive. They don't even have neon lights or tin foil. So how the heck am I going to get telespium in an environment like that? The suit is designed to make use of any telespium, even crude ore. All right. That's good news. Once we're in orbit, I'll set the landing pod sensor to pinpoint the largest concentration. Just go down, scoop up as much as you can, and bring it back to the ship. How much does the suit need? Oh, three pounds of crude ore should be more than enough. No problem. Um, I don't mean to spoil your fun, but the landing pod isn't quite ready for flight. Isn't anything on this ship working? Listen, boys. I run a simple cargo service on my own. This isn't a Space Corps battle cruiser with a full staff. It's just me, all right? Sorry. So, how long before we reach Sylvanus 5? Mm, about two hours. Oh, did you finish setting the course, robot? Why, of course. <laughs> Steady as she goes. Cliff, I'll bet that you can get the pod working in two hours. Have Mark help you. Mark squished! I'll still help you, Cliff. Thanks, robot. <laughs> Say, Doc, why don't you try and get the force shield back online? Just what I had in mind, Cliff. All right, robot. We need to replace one more panel, and the landing pod will be operational. All righty, here you go. Hold still. Done. Finally. Say, robot, look out that porthole and tell me what you see. Sure, Cliff. Ah, I can just make out the primitive planet Sylvanus V. Its surface glowing in enchanting iridescent green and blue, reflected from the dense foliage and jungle that covers its primeval surface. Uh-huh. Cliff, this is Sarah. We're going into orbit around Sylvanus 5. Are you ready with the landing pod? I'm ready. I'll be suited up in five minutes. You got it. What a landing! What a ride! Cliff Proton Space Ranger has arrived on the planet's surface. Can you see my holographic image? Yes, we can see you. Can you see us? No. I've only got voice contact with you. The dense jungle must be interfering with the signal. Then we'll just have to make do. I landed as close as I could to the telespium concentration. Hello, Cliff. This is the doctor. Hi, Doc. 
As you can see from your horror signal, there is a big stone building in front of you. Yes, it looks like a temple of some kind. I'm making my way up the steps. Cliff, I'm sure of it now. The Telestium is in that building. You have to go through the doors. All right. I'm opening the doors now. Hey, Doc, do you see that? Yeah. Far off, on that altar. It's got to be the Telesphium. I'm going inside. What happened? Cliff? Cliff, can you hear me? Hello, Cliff. Oh, for Dr. We've lost contact, Doctor. The hollow signal can't transmit through that building. There's no way to know what's happening to him. Not until he comes out of there or until I can get a beam through the structure. Sarah? Doctor! Robot! Hello! Darn it! Computer recording on. This is Cliff Proton Space Ranger! I'm on a mission to find a sample of Telespium. I've lost contact with my ship and entered a strange building that looks like some kind of temple. As I make my way through this sacred and majestic space, I notice what appears to be a glowing gem mounted on a golden altar. The very air seems to have a strange electrical charge. I'm stretching my hand out towards the crystal. (laughs) I'm under attack by someone or something. State your business, Offworlder. Computer recording off. You startled me. State your name, thief. Um, hi, I'm (coughs) Cliff Proton Space Ranger. Who are you? I am Rowan, High Priestess of Jolie. You are obviously here to steal our sacred gem and to take it from us. Many have tried, and their bones are scattered beneath our feet. Those are... Lots of bones. What if I told you I was a scholar? A pilgrim? Here to learn more of Jolie? I would say you lie, like most off-worlders. This isn't going anywhere. All right. Let's say I'm your typical off-worlder. What happens next? You would foolishly challenge me to battle, and I would destroy you. And did these other off-worlders have a ray gun like this? We fight with honorable weapons, not toys. Besides, you are no match for the staff of Olar's power. Prepare to die. Wait, hold on. Listen, Rowan. Yes? You've got some mighty impressive moves, and honestly... I don't want to fight you. You cannot have the gem any other way. No? What if you were to loan it to me? I don't understand. Well, you're a high priestess, right? Yes. You are committed to fighting for good and conquering evil, correct? That is the general idea. Then we're on the same team. Same team? Yes, Rowan. The same side. Like brother and sister. See, I just need to borrow your gem for a while. Kill a space octopus. A spaz octopus? Yes. 
Such things mean nothing to me. It's your basic run-of-the-mill embodiment of evil. Uh-huh. I need the crystal for my quantum... Uh, for my magic suit. With it, I can save my commanding... Uh, my king. A colony of innocent civilians and possibly the entire galaxy. After I'm done, I'll return the gem to you and your people. <laughs> Oh. You are trying to trick me. <laughs> no, of course not. Prove it. What? Prove to me that you are willing to protect good and destroy evil. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. I think you do. Well, if you like, I'll take you to see the huge, evil, destructive space octopus, and you'll see just what I can do with your gem. How about that? I like that idea. Good. So, now, let's take the... Ow! Hey! Not so fast. Quit it, will you? Please. Enough with the meat cleaver. You almost got me that time. I am sorry. I really don't wish to hurt you. That's good. In fact, I like you. Well, uh, I like you too. You're a beautiful and adorable warrior priestess. I'll bet you say that to all the militant clergy you meet. Uh, No, really? Now, I really should be going. I will agree to accompany you on your quest to kill the evil beast, but you must also agree to my terms. Your terms? Yes. Um, what are you doing? You said you liked me. (laughs) Yes. Prove to me you are strong enough to fight evil. Oh, dear God! You're listening to the Texas Radio Theater, and that was part two of Cliff Proton and the Creature from Quadrant 5. It was recorded before a studio audience in Arlington, Texas, September 2002. The Texas Radio Theater Company performs and records live audio plays every month. Be sure to check texasradiotheater.com on the Internet for more information. That's all I can play for you this hour. Be sure to tune in next time to hear the conclusion of Cliff Proton and the Creature from Quadrant 5 and other surprises. On behalf of our cast and crew, I'm Rich Froelich for the Texas Radio Theater Company. Thanks for listening. <laughs>